You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric May, Milwaukee Bucks reporter at The Athletic Wisconsin. And joining me as always is my good friend and the founder of BrewHoop.com, Frank Madden. And bringing you today's podcast is Action Heat. Our good friends over at Action Heat bring you the world's best battery-heated clothing. And we bring you a great deal on that on all that action heat gear you can go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything action has to offer that's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20 percent frank bucks win 115 92 uh how you doing and uh you ready to get this podcast rolling well as a um world-renowned Giannis uh stat obsessive uh and Giannis stan you know, Giannis being pretty meh tonight takes a little bit of the edge <laughs> off um, a thumping win. But I, and and to be honest, as I was watching that game, I for much of that first half, I was thinking, how are the Bucks like winning by ten points and not losing by ten points? It just felt like, especially with Chris Milton out um, and Giannis not really doing all that much, um, and just some of the rando dudes that not rando dudes. I mean, obviously they're mostly rotation players we were seeing but you know just you know when you don't have like Middleton and you know Giannis is on the bench and then suddenly it's like man yeah this is a lot less talent on the floor right now right mm-hmm. um it just sort of you know was um it, I I couldn't tell how much of my like unimpressed feeling was related to you know sort of my Giannis bias how much of it was related to you know just the kind of knowledge that obviously Chris wasn't playing and, you know, feeling less confident because of that. And um, how much of it was because just the Bucks were bad um, or, or not as good as maybe the, the, the point differential uh, that they had tonight. So, um, yeah, I, I'd say coming out of this game, my takeaway was that, um, you know, again, uh, Pistons have been obviously a pretty solid team. But, um, you know, aside from Blake, they're kind of trash when it comes to especially offense. <laughs> Um, they've, they've been good defensively this year, but, uh, when it comes to putting basketballs in hoops, um, they got Blake and then they got a whole bunch of dudes who I don't find, uh, particularly, uh, inspiring. (laughs) And, uh, that was certainly the case tonight. And, um, you know, I don't think, um, aside from Eric Bledsoe, I'm not sure you'd say any, uh, any of the bucks really had their a game, but Bledsoe was, was terrific kind of taking on a certainly an increased scoring load with, with Middleton out and, um, and Giannis was, you know, I don't know how it took a while before Giannis even took a shot. And, um, I don't know. It, it just didn't seem like he had a ton of, uh, ton of rhythm tonight, like multiple way short air balls, um, which I guess maybe sadly isn't really that out of the ordinary for him, but, um, yeah, kind of a weird night for Giannis still had some highlight real plays. 
Um, and overall, you know, Bucks getting some getting some contributions from other folks, obviously as well. And you know, got to feel good about the defense, which we've talked a lot about uh, and complained a lot about. Um, and again, we you know we've talked about trust the math, and this was one of those games where um, you know a lot of missed shots. <laughs> Maybe another better offensive team would have done a lot more with with some of the opportunities that the Pistons had tonight. But certainly for the Bucks, you got to look at the numbers and feel pretty pleased uh, with the defense and. Um, definitely a positive. Yeah, I mean, I, I think kind of everything starts tonight with Chris being out for personal reasons. Obviously, we all found out about that um, six twenty or so, right around there. Um, and uh, it, it was kind of a weird pregame, just because everything was kind of closed up after that. Uh, as you may or may not know, uh, we get to go into the Bucks locker room as media members and uh, can be in there until 615. Uh, once we were out, uh, it got you know kind of announced shortly thereafter. And I know that immediately, immediately when I saw it, it was, oh, that's kind of surprising, especially with everything that, that has happened in the last little while with Chris getting benched on Saturday. And you think, oh man, like, is there um, more internal strife? Is there, is there more uh, dramas there? I don't even know what else you could do, but um, you know, I, Matt Velasquez and I were both able to confirm that, you know, the, they are legit personal reasons. And, and that was why Chris was, was not there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that we'll hear any, anything more on that, but, uh, from everything I've been, uh, from everything I've been told that they are legit personal reasons. So that is why he missed it. This isn't, um, an NBA team inventing personal reasons or something to DNP a guy and, not let them dress because there's a trade or, or something like that. So, I mean, I think that's kind of where tonight starts because when you, when you look at this game, I don't know how many times tonight I looked up and saw a lineup on the floor. I was like, have they ever played together before? Like, has this lineup ever been on the floor before? And I mean, that's before like DJ Wilson got in and hit some threes and Jalen Morris. On, like that was before the fourth quarter. Like in the first half, you just saw lineups that were like, Huh, okay. Like not that not that you you know you have any any sort of problem with with Bud throwing some stuff against the wall because he kind of only had stuff to throw against the wall. Like w- when you take out a guy in Chris Middleton that plays 30 minutes a night and you take out a guy in Ersani Silva that has played, you know, 25 minutes a night when he does play. So you're kind of trying to figure out exactly how you're going to make all of this work. And, you know, I I think there was, I'm trying to think exactly what the lineup was, but I think it was Delhi, Sterling, Pat, and I don't even know, Thon and Giannis. And it was like, you know, kudos to, to Bud for finding a way to get Giannis in to protect all those guys. But it was like, okay, that is four very legitimate. Like those are bench guys. Those are not like borderline starter guys. Like those are bench guys. And, uh, you know, you found a way to get Giannis in there and kind of try to save it. And, you know, just the fact that they would have any sort of togetherness on either end. And again, the, as you mentioned, the Pistons and some of their meh players, uh, you know, maybe the Pistons helped out in in that regard and not making shots and, you know, just not being all that good offensively outside of Blake Griffin. But, you know, to their credit, like the Bucks did put together a, a really good defensive night. And again, may, maybe they were helped out by the Pistons, certainly uh, by Stanley Johnson's three for 16 night with one of eight from three point line. Um, that certainly helped out. But, you know, 
I think the the key thought here is kind of just to survive. Like if, if you don't have Chris and you know you're down Ursan still with a concussion, like you find a way to survive and grind it out and get a win, and ultimately that's what they did. Yeah, and it certainly um, felt a little bit more like early season bucks, just in terms of you know being able to just kind of overwhelm a, a. In this yep. case, not a bad team, right? I mean, this was a team that, as we talked about the other day, if they had won on Monday. Um, they they could have actually passed the Bucks in the standings tonight. Uh, instead, they lose pretty big on Monday, and um, you know we talked about you know okay, does that mean that they're going to come out and and uh, be motivated? And um, I mean maybe they were motivated, but it did not translate into uh, you know any kind of, of certainly offensive production from uh, from the Pistons. And um, you know overall, you know look at the Bucks. I mean you know, not, nothing kind of jumps out in terms of um, you know, like the, the 14 to 41. I mean, I, I'm not sure a team has ever hit 14 threes and, and, uh, almost had as many, uh, air balls or bad misses. Um, <laughs> Somebody asked me that they're like, uh, what's the record for air balls in a game? I was like, one, there's no way that's ever been kept track of, but two, the bucks might've been there. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, man. I mean, Giannis airballed a like 10 foot shot. I think in the first half, like a turnaround. Um, which was ye, and then uh, he airballed a three about two feet short um, after missing one a bit from a you know more respectably early in the game. Um, so certainly, like Giannis's complete inability to shoot basketball uh, doesn't look like it's going anywhere. Um, I mean, he doesn't. He looks pretty hopeless shooting a ball right now. Um, and not a lot uh, of confidence there at the moment. No, no. I mean, just I mean, not even close uh, on a lot of these. Um, and but weirdly, I mean, <laughs> a bunch of other guys also just completely missing the basket, especially in that second half. It was pretty bizarre. Uh, even before, and this was not just like oh, like you know, your deep bench guys who haven't played all year getting in. I mean, hell, DJ Wilson. Shout out DJ Wilson, the guy that we you know yeah. uh, rag on uh, pretty much exclusively. Um, we actually can talk about him playing NBA basketball tonight. He actually. Played, scored seven points in, in six minutes, two two out of three from deep. Um, of course, my my uh, I was very annoyed because my um, I was watching the game on my phone while I'm traveling, and for some reason my NBA app just decided that I no longer have League Pass, so it was like oh I, that's I, fun. I, sw- I switched off it during a commercial break, with like five minutes left, and it came back and um, tried to you know restart the feed, and it said oh subscribe to NBA League Pass it's like. I already do, um, and I tried on my other phone, and it did all similar. And I logged out, and so screw you, NBA app, screw you, NBA league passes. Bottom line, that, um, because not only did I miss TJ uh, Wilson actually hashtag doing stuff in an NBA game, I missed um, as as a uh, you know a citizen of the Christian Woodlands, I missed Christian Wood scoring six points in seven minutes and grabbing four rebounds. So. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was denied my garbage time, um, which, uh, which is unfortunate, but, uh, I, I certainly much happier missing that than, you know, having to miss like a close game when, you know, and obviously we've seen, uh, probably many more close games than, than we would have liked. And, um, you know, it was a relief to watch a game where the Bucks win all four quarters and they're, you know, up nine at, after one up 11 at halftime up 20 after three quarters and win by 23. So, um, you know, to feel like the Bucks didn't have their a game and, and still blew out another team, that that's obviously a positive. And you look at the, 
the the numbers uh, advanced numbers wise um, an 86 defensive rating 107.5 offensive rating so if it felt like the bucks were bad offensively yeah they were they weren't they were not good offensively um, that that much was was certainly true uh, but defensively uh, you know Detroit just couldn't make a three nine out of 38 and couldn't make really much of anything else shooting 37 percent overall so um, you know aside from getting they got some. Uh, they got some offensive rebounds, but it was remarkable. It felt like they got a lot of offensive rebounds, but the Bucks still had a seventy-eight percent defensive rebound rate in this game. So, um, you know, that, that's. I'd say that's really encouraging. That that even on nights when the Bucks feel like they don't do all that well in the rebounding department, they actually were totally respectable in the rebounding department against a team that, you know, we've seen Andre Drummond just kill them. Um, I don't know how many times with his offensive rebounding tonight. Two offensive rebounds, eight total rebounds, ten points on ten shots. Uh, you know, I, I think that was certainly a, a big win for the Bucks, just seeing how they were able to contain him. And you know, kudos to Brook Lopez, only six points on two out of five threes. But I thought he did a real nice job uh, on the glass and um, three block shots, seven rebounds, a steal, and an assist in, in 26 minutes. Kind of did some more big man things than than maybe we're used to, or, or yeah. at least we're used to giving him credit for. So um, shout out to Brooke for being uh, obviously a guy who's been a big plaque factor all year. And um, tonight, I thought you know, look at what Drummond did. You got to give a lot of that credit to to Brooke Lopez. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good point because there was just a bunch of times tonight where. You know, you saw Drummond do his normal stuff where uh, he uses athleticism to get out front and, oh, okay, I'm going to seal this guy and I'm going to get an easy look. And, well, you know, you can seal John Henson pretty easily. Um, Brooke Lopez, that's a different story. Like, there was, there's one that vibrantly sticks out in my mind. It was like a three on three break, Drummond out front. And uh, it looked like Drummond tried to turn on like the afterburners, but, Brooke just like kind of got there maybe a little bit late, but he's a mountain. You can't move him. Uh, so Drummond just like kind of was sitting in the middle of the lane with his elbows out, like ready for the ball. And like, I don't even know who was bringing the ball on the floor, but they just like looked at him like, I'm not throwing you the ball. You, you got Brooke Lopez on you. <laughs> That's not a good look for us. And you know, he quickly vacated the lane and it was like, okay, crisis averted. And you know, the last couple of years against the Bucks, that would have been, either John Henson fighting around to front it or Don Maker getting put under the rim and just getting dunked on. And granted, like later on, Thon did get pushed under the rim, but he got a foul on Drummond and you know, that's, that's a win. Like that's what you got to do against a, a guy that's not great at the line. So I, I would say I, I totally agree. I, I thought Lopez really did a nice job kind of shutting Drummond down. And, you know, I thought Thon worked pretty hard when he was in there. And again, like uh, that's, maybe not the best compliment ever to say someone worked hard, but you know, like that's kind of how he has to survive against bigger guys. And, you know, he, he obviously added to, or he got to that 21 minute tally by playing a large portion of the fourth quarter and in garbage time. But, you know, he also did get some solid minutes against Drummond and yeah, for the most part, I thought they contained him really well. And I mean, then when you look at the rest of this team, I thought blood. So like that's the Eric blood. So you want, uh, there's, I think, uh, obviously we've talked about Chris Middleton and, you know, his energy and whether or not he's been bringing it. And, you know, I think we went from a stretch of like Bledsoe being just 
incredible on the ball and always bringing that energy to, you know, kind of starting with that Suns game. Like there was that third slash fourth quarter where he kind of got benched for Delhi and then they brought him in late and he shut Booker down. And, you know, I think, I just think there's been some times where Bledsoe maybe hasn't quite brought it in the same way. There was that game where he took three shots. Like it, there's, there's been some, uh, I don't want to say ups and downs, but maybe like a little bit of a, a decrease in kind of the energy that he's brought. And, you know, like I just thought from the start, Bledsoe just brought it tonight. And I I thought he was the the guy that kind of got things started for the Bucks, And then when Giannis struggled a little bit because uh, he picked up two early falls and then he picked up his third foul uh, with about 90 seconds left in the sec- in the first half, like, you know, I thought Bledsoe just kind of carried the load and said, all right, uh, hop on my shoulders. I got us tonight. And like, I'll take care of it. And uh, he was beating whatever Pistons guard you wanted to put in front of him to the basket. And if it was Ish Smith, he was putting a shoulder into him and going through him. And if it was Reggie Jackson, he was getting a blow by like, I just thought Bledsoe was really good. And obviously it showed in his stat line, 27 points, four assists, three rebounds, four steals, uh, plus 14 on the night for him. And I just thought he was great. And then, I mean, I think the other thing you look at was the Giannis, Blake Griffin matchup and when you look at the numbers like you see Blake Griffin 31 points seven rebounds four assists uh you see Giannis with just 15 points eight rebounds five assists and you think yeah you know Blake probably got the better of them but you know it certainly didn't feel like that as the game unfolded and it, it felt like you know, Giannis did miss some shots, but Giannis was still creating in the ways that that he tends to create. And uh, he's putting Griffin on a poster, uh, dunking on him, and then uh, shortly after blocking one into the, uh, excuse me, out of bounds into the Bucks bench. Like it, it just felt like again the numbers definitely appear to be in Blake Griffin's favor, but I don't think it ever felt like that in, at really any point in that game. And even with Giannis quiet, like I just thought he had a, a really solid game despite never really having any rhythm. And I mean, I think that's kind of the spot we're in with Giannis where, you know, nights where he doesn't really play that good. And that I think tonight is an example of that. Like you still feel pretty good about his play because his floor is just so high. So um, I guess those are kind of the two things that stuck out to me. Uh, you want to get into the bench guys a little bit or what else are you thinking about with this game? No, I, I thought, um, Thon, I mean, we've talked a lot about not believing in Thon as a power forward, but Thon actually, I thought, had some pretty decent minutes defending Blake as well. Um, he seemed to annoy him a lot. I will yeah. say that. I don't know if he defended him well, but he annoyed the shit out of Blake Griffin. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably, um, you know, about as much as you can ask for from, from Thon. Yeah. I mean, you know, Blake made some threes, and, you know, um, I think, you know, Giannis is... I thought Giannis did a good job staying down on him, um, and that meant maybe giving up some, you know, looks at threes, but, um, you know, Blake, Blake got some things going where, you know, like they, they kind of were able to get like those, those, I think they had a few of those, like four or five pick and rolls where um, <laughs> like effectively yes. like Blake ends up kind of being able to score on, on a center, whether it was Thon or, or Brooke a couple of times. Um, but for the most part, you know, I mean, it did seem like the Bucks played him pretty honestly you know <laughs> as, as much as he put up numbers that we you know were bigger than usual i think you know he had a good night shooting the ball but um but yeah i don't know any um any i guess bench guys you want to you want to focus on and yes shout out blood so um i think especially on a night where you're missing middleton uh for him to be that type of spark uh offensively obviously yep. is, is big and, and to be looking for his shot 
was huge. You know, it just it seemed like they were. And I don't know. It's not like the Bucks were really like. I don't know. Like they were even really like feeling ever seriously threatened just because the Pistons <laughs> offense no. seemed so bad. But, um, but it, it seemed like you know even when they had kind of like a faint glimmer or something. You know, Bledsoe had a couple threes, and then he just would kind of decide he was going to drive to the basket and smoke whoever. I think he yeah. strained uh, Ishmael's groin on one of his drives to the basket, so that's usually yeah. a sign that you're uh, you're pretty quick when you're forcing other guys to strain their groins trying to keep up with you. So um, a good a good a good time good timing by Bledsoe to have a good night, given uh, you know Giannis was pretty much like the worst scoring version of Giannis we've seen all year. I think his twenty point uh, streak was snapped at 16 games and uh, obviously Chris being, being an unable to play. So um, that that's where having, you know, a, a bunch of guys who can score, uh, you know, or at least having a, a few different guys who can lead the way on any given night certainly helps. Yeah. Um, I think bench guys, I was thinking about, I, I think Sterling Brown, uh, obviously mm-hmm. uh, I, we're both uh, hashtag Sterling stands. And uh, I think we've seen him do some, some pretty nice things with the minutes that he's gotten um, as you know, Dante DiVincenzo was out for a little while and uh, now Chris Middleton was out tonight and, you know, against the Knicks, Chris Middleton got benched. So he plays 22 minutes uh, in that one. He played 19 tonight. He played uh, 16 against the Spurs and, you know, across those five games, uh, he he has a three for four performance from three against the Spurs. Uh, he was one of one from three against the Knicks uh, and then three of four from three against the Pistons. And, you know, I, I think they were some you can only it can only be such a, a big shot in a game you win by 23 but you know there were moments where it got a little bit close and you know Sterling had those back-to-back threes that really I thought kind of pushed it out uh for the last time that okay the Pistons got a little bit close and then you know Sterling hits those two threes and says okay it, it's over for good here um so I, I thought I thought it was good to kind of see him uh, get hot a little bit. And, you know, if you're thinking about getting hot, the best way to do it is with our good friends, Action Heat, because Action Heat makes the world's best battery heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Action Heat clothing engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panel similar to a heated car seat. It gets real fast, real quick, and that is great for you if you like to be outside, you like to ski, snowboard, love to be outdoors, you hate the cold. Hi, that's me. I don't like the cold. Uh, Action Heat is for you. They have jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like heated base layers, shirts, and long johns. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat, both men's and women's available. And we have a great deal for you, our very, very loyal listeners. You can save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash lockdown to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. It's actionheat.com slash lockdown or use the coupon code lockdown at checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty, warm, while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. And of course, we thank them for sponsoring our podcast. Looking at Sterling, I do think, you know, it we talked about before the season, we saw him as a guy that could possibly break out. We saw him as someone that could really put a, a strong year together. And I think that was thwarted early in the season by Dante DiVincenzo, really kind of putting his stamp on his rookie season early on and, and being a guy that could play some minutes and, uh, you know, kind of affect games. Uh, 
obviously he did a little bit of that tonight, hit a three, had a couple steals and assists. Um, and he can, kind of continues to do that. But Sterling was a guy that we really thought could kind of maybe get himself in, in a nice spot here where uh, he puts together a nice season. And that certainly wasn't, wasn't the case early on. He wasn't really gained a chance. And, uh, you know, you never want injuries to be the reason why someone gets a chance. But, you know, in the time where those injuries kind of came about, Sterling filled in and, uh, you know, I, for me, it was nice to see him have a couple games where he's hitting threes because I do tend to think of him as as a pretty good three point shooter. That hadn't been the case uh, early on this year, but now that's starting to come back into form. And um, you know, I'm just interested to see you know what he can do and if he stays a part of the rotation. He may not if, if Chris Middleton is back and ready to go on Friday night. Then okay, maybe you see Sterling uh, go back to the bench. But you know, when he gets his chance, it does appear that over these last five or so games that he's, he's been able to make an impact. Yeah. I mean, there's other guys in that wing rotation. I mean, Connaughton, Snell, uh, Brogdon, um, DiVincenzo, bad being back. I mean, um, you know, uh, one of the interesting things, especially with Urson being out is, you know, we've seen more small lineups. So obviously tonight Middleton being out is the big, you know, the big driver of, of a guy like Sterling probably getting more minutes, but um, you know, we also saw him play a lot in New York and uh, yes, part of that was because of Middleton's benching. But um, I think, you know, again, there, there's been a bit more of an appetite for the Bucks to go small with, with Urson not being around. Cause you know, again, you can, you can play Giannis at center and, and obviously, especially with Thon have been hit or miss. Although again, he made shots tonight and, and I think did some things that were a positive. Um, you know, Brown's an interesting guy cause, um, he gives zero Fs and he's pretty strong. Uh, so he's probably this, you know, strongest of the, of the wings, I would say. So, um, so we'll see. Um, I think if you, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'd be curious what the data says. Like, I think you could make a case like of all the wings, like who's best suited to playing like the four in small lineups, probably, probably Sterling. I mean, you know, the other guys, um, with the exception of Chris are, they're just kind of relatively smaller. So, um, you know, and I think Sterling's attitude uh, probably also helps a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, nice to see Sterling kind of getting his chance and and kind of making the most of it. Now we'll be interested to see what that means as far as, you know, does he actually, is he actually able to carve out, you know, a more recurring role um, once people get healthy, which, you know, again, at some point it kind of becomes a little bit of a numbers game um, just because you got so many wings. But, um we will see. Um, so, but yeah, obviously very happy to see uh, downtown Sterling Brown uh, living up to that nickname for a change. Uh, giving us Delhi, Delhi time, right? Like, look at that six assists. He he had three turnovers too, but Delhi, right? <laughs> oh, I mean, Delhi had like a few. I mean, obviously he had six assists. Um, he had that nice alley oop to Giannis and one for Giannis's last basket in the second half, but. I can imagine if uh, you had no knowledge of what the Bucks like payroll looked like or what any of their players were play- paid, and then and you you know never watch games, and then all of a sudden you watch that game, and then someone told you that Delhi makes almost ten million dollars a year. I mean, <laughs> it's funny because I mean, I mean, just like it felt like there were just a lot of like Benny Hill dribbling moments. Like there were just like <laughs> like I, I don't know, man. It's uh yeah, it's it's kind of remarkable that that contract ever happened, but um. Man, good on LeBron James. Like, Seriously. Seriously. Uh, yeah, I I will feel a lot better about the Bucks this weekend going against the likes of the Warriors and Raptors if uh, if Chris Middleton comes back and 
um, you know, hopefully the the game of musical chairs, uh, as far as rotation minutes go, leave Delhi the odd man out um, because he. Uh, I mean, even when he does some things, it's like, ooh, okay. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, uh, I I would agree with that. Uh, the funny thing was, someone uh, oh Dean tweeted that you know uh, that Delhi Giannis inverted pick and roll like the Bucks uh, yeah. the Bucks secret weapon since the playoffs a couple of years back, and I tweeted like uh, Dwayne Casey wakes up to that thing in his nightmares because oh, yeah. uh, like, no matter what, Dwayne Casey's the guy getting hurt by it. Uh, but uh, just kind of funny to see Delhi get some rotation time and hit Dwayne Casey with the thing that, you know, the Raptors really struggled with uh, two years ago in the playoffs. So yeah, um, I think that was, that was the Giannis dunk to end the first yep. quarter, right? Where he kind of yep. jumped off his right foot and then dunked with his right hand uh, off a nice little Delhi kind of sneaking up and, and giving a screen that, uh, I don't remember if it was Stanley Johnson or whoever was guarding Giannis. Uh, wasn't really ready for, it. and Andre Drummond was not ready to protect the rim either. So that was a. It was. It's funny. Giannis had a number of like nice dunks tonight, and yet, you know, that was pretty much it. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. I mean, his dunk pace might be okay, but his scoring pace uh, certainly not uh, anywhere close to what he's been doing this year tonight. Yeah, I mean, he made six shots, and I think four of them, I think, at least were dunks. Um, Alley-oop, Blake detonation, that first quarter dunk that you talked about. Mm, I'm trying to think if there's another one. Uh, he had a put-back dunk as yep. well off of a Brogdon miss. And I think he might have had a couple other layups. So, yeah, six shots, six buckets. Strange. All right. I think that's going to be it for us for tonight. Uh, kind of a weird game. Uh, I, I had mentioned multiple times on Twitter that it wasn't the prettiest game. And uh, I don't think Bucks fans like when I say when they're winning, it's not pretty. Um, but that's certainly how I felt. I did not think that was that was a pretty basketball game. But n- nevertheless, the Bucks win 115-92, 23-point win over a playoff team in the East, a team that was 13 and eight coming to this one in the Detroit Pistons. Uh, so they get a win there, set themselves up for a big, 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 big weekend with the Warriors on Friday and the Raptors on Sunday. So it should be uh, an interesting weekend. We will preview all of that for you tomorrow. We'll get you ready for that. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if there's anything else to recap from this one, but that is going to be it for us for tonight. Today's podcast brought to you by Action Heat. Head over to actionheat.com slash lockdown to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. Save 20% on that order if you use it. That's actionheat.com slash lockdown or use the coupon code lockdown at checkout to save 20%. So for Frank Mann, I'm Eric Name. This has been Lockdown Bucks. We'll talk to you tomorrow.